Hey, greetings. Talo falava. Faftai leatua manwia. Manwia leaso. May you be blessed. Give thanks to God. My name is Leatawa Dr. John Peterson, and I am reaching out to you here with the very first broadcast, uh, or podcast, I should say, of what I'm calling the Alofa Movement. Alofa meaning love. Uh, so this is basically a program about life, love, and leadership, and is a commentary on all things related to, to life and love and leadership. Uh, I'm broadcasting here uh, from sunny and bright blue skied Minneapolis, Minnesota, more specifically Richfield, Minnesota, the suburb that I live in, but very closely aligned to uh, the city of Minneapolis, which many of you have heard of. And uh, more broadly speaking, a part of the Twin Cities metropolitan region. Minneapolis and St. Paul are known as the Twin Cities, for those of you that are not familiar with the area. And uh, that's where I live uh, with my family and work. And uh, that's where I'm uh, broadcasting this podcast to you all from today. We've got some really nice weather. It's about 55, 60 degrees out, so it's cooler, but uh, uh, bright blue skies, like I mentioned, and very sunny which is quite welcome after what was a fairly long and arduous winter up here in the upper Midwest, in the bold north, as they call it. So it's good to see the nice warm weather. I'd like to start off by saying thank you to everyone for listening in. Uh, for those of you that are checking this out, uh, like I said, this is the first podcast, and I'm um, <laughs> not really sure how this is going to go, but... It'll, it'll get better over time, so you'll have to bear with me as I uh, figure out the technology and improve uh, on the delivery of the podcast and the content and the structure and the process and all that sort of thing as we move forward. So, But uh, the purpose of the podcast really is to bring in various experts to talk about topics that relate to life, love, and leadership. Uh, I spent uh, 20 years in public education, mostly in pre-K-12, and uh, am just recently working a little bit with higher ed, and uh, went to school at the University of Wisconsin River Falls, graduated with a bachelor's degree in uh, secondary education, and uh, majored in history and social studies in Spanish, and then went on to my graduate school program at the University of St. Thomas and got my master's degree and doctoral degree at the University of St. Thomas here in the Twin Cities. And so very fortunate and very blessed to have been a part of those different programs. Um, I was born originally in Apia, Samoa. Uh, at the time it was called Western Samoa and uh, came to the United States with my dad in uh, about 1976. I think I was about a year and a half old when my dad and I came back to the States. Um, grew up primarily in Menominee, Wisconsin. A beautiful little town, kind of a, an idyllic town, so to speak. I think the model for Menominee is still traditional yet progressive, which is good. It's good to have a little tradition, but it's also good to be progressively minded as well in terms of how we uh, develop and grow as people. So that's a little bit about me. Um, the program, and well, I can talk a little bit more about my background and some of the different things that I've been involved in over the last 20, 30 years, uh, primarily being in education. But the focus of the program will, will not just be only on education, but it will be a point of emphasis. A lot of the experts and people that I bring in 
to talk and interview or speak with as a part of the program will be people who have got experience either from a community-based perspective, a school-based perspective, or maybe a business or programmatic-based perspective, possibly nonprofit, uh, to talk about the various aspects of uh, life and education and things happening here in the Twin Cities today and what we would like to see for the future for our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren in the coming years. Um, so I think that'll be nice. It'll be fun to get some people in here and uh, I'll start with uh, some personal contacts that I have and, and we'll just kind of expand the programming and the conversation out from there. And uh, we'll keep it uh, positive, but we'll also keep it real and have real conversations about things that uh, pertain to ourselves, our families, our faith, and our communities in the coming weeks and hopefully months. I'd like to make this a regular program and something that people can tune into at least once a week, if not uh, at a higher frequency. And uh, overall, I'll try and keep the program, uh, each program uh, in the series at least, uh, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, maybe even less, um, but not more than an hour in length. So um, in addition to being an educator, I also am an author and a musical artist. I published my first book in August 15th, or on August 15th of 2018. Uh, the book was uh, a monograph, and it was developed uh, out of my dissertation, which I completed in 2017. Um, and the title of the book is Uncovering Indigenous Models of Leadership. And it's an ethnographic case study of Samoa's Talavo clan. I had the great pleasure and honor of working with leaders from my family and conducting interviews, both formal and informal. Uh, some of them were informal conversations and less structured uh, than what you would see with a typical interview. Um, but uh, was able to learn and uh, acquire a great deal of important knowledge about Samoan leadership and what it means to be a good and great leader in Samoan culture, history, and society. And so the book really orients itself around this notion that the current system and global paradigm that we're experiencing is, is in many ways broken. Um, the global wealth gap expands by the minute, if not the second. And one of the aspects of decolonizing the current system is by uh, listening to Native and Indigenous voices, and especially leaders, and listening to them uh, for their various ideas on how to uh, improve the current situation uh, in the world and locally. And so the book really orients itself around that problem of uh, the capitalist system and the globalized system not really working for the vast majority of people on the planet, including other species. And, and I, think, uh, I think you'd enjoy checking it out if you get a chance. I've had the great fortune of working with the University of St. Mary's and uh, promoting the book and sharing the contents of the book, including the theoretical model with folks at St. Mary's. And I'm proud to announce that the book is going to be adopted into at least one course on organizational effectiveness and, and possibly another course 
on leadership in the coming summer and academic year of 2019-2020. So I'm very excited about that and very honored and blessed and feeling very fortunate for the opportunity to have the book become part of required reading of a, a course curriculum at St. Mary's University. So that's partly the book. Uh, in addition to the book is an album of music that I had the great pleasure and honor of working with the Wonder Twin Productions, Christopher Nicholson and Richard Nicholson from Kingston, Jamaica. Uh, Chris and Richard are brothers and they bring over 40 years of experience in the music industry, both as performers, but also as uh, artists and recorders and engineers and producers of reggae music. And so part of the book project involved creating an EP, an extended play album of music called Heart of the Matter. And I worked with uh, Chris and Richard very closely and they produced the album. And so part of my experience uh, involves uh, experiences with music and working with various folks over the past 20 years here in the Twin Cities in the music scene. Um, I don't really consider myself to be a professional musician, although I probably am, given that I've played live and been in studio and have a recorded album. So I've been very thankful for the opportunity to be able to share my music and also uh, share with others their music. Mostly interested in original music, originally written music, and uh, but I'm not against cover songs. I love cover songs and cover bands too. But uh, my main creative force and interest lies in working with folks who are uh, original composers of their, their own music. Um, and that could be songwriting, could be musical instrumentation, uh, it could be just putting together a little ditty for the radio, whatever it might be. So that's kind of where I find myself with that. The cool thing about the music in the book is that the music in the book work hand in hand. The theoretical framework for the book uh, ties the music and the contents of the book together. Um, in the contents of the book, you can find the theory or the theoretical framework is how I reference it, uh, near the end of the book in chapter four. And so one of the things that I found uh, about Samoan leadership or uncovered with Samoan leadership is that there are themes and elements that make up what it means to be a great Samoan leader. And there are five introductory themes and four primary elements. So I broke up those different pieces. The five themes are geography, cultural practices, ancestry, family, or Ainga, which is the word for family in Samoa, or in Samoan. And then the last was identity. And so a lot of what you see at least what I saw, excuse me, uh, was that uh, the contents of the interviews really centered themselves on this idea of identity and leadership being formed out of family, ancestry, cultural practices, and geography. Each of those different areas matter tremendously in terms of how Samoan leaders, at least for my family, are viewed and how I am viewed and how I view myself as a Samoan leader. The four primary elements really help to bind together those different themes. And the four primary elements were uh, uh, service to community, family, and country. 
and village, uh, belief in God and being humble, or the belief in a God and, and the humility associated with belief in God, knowledge of the knowledge of God. Uh, a third was being on your hustle, so really working hard and knowing the importance of hustling, uh, especially when times are tough or money is tight, and or uh, to uh, redevelop in times of crisis or trouble, like for example, if there's a weather event like a cyclone that comes through and destroys part of a village or destroys the church, making sure that people are working together collectively to uh, rebuild and redevelop. And, uh, and then fourth, in terms of the elements, was this notion of alofa, the notion of love, and the critical importance of love as a universal force in binding together people of all backgrounds, race, culture, gender, sexual orientation, language background, ethnicity, nationality, really you name it. Uh, love is a central feature to Samoan leadership and it is one of the great forces that has been propelling Samoan culture and history forward for the last three to four thousand years, if not longer. Uh, Samoa means uh, sacred, Sa means sacred, and Moa means center. And so Samoa geographically finds itself in the middle of the South Pacific, and specifically in the middle of Polynesia. Polynesia being a triangle uh, from uh, Hawaii to New Zealand to Easter Island back up to Hawaii. Uh, that's known as the Polynesian Triangle and uh, by geographers and uh, cartographers. And Samoa really finds itself in the center of Polynesia. It's the sacred center of Polynesian history, Polynesian culture, Polynesian people and ways of doing and being. And so at the core of the Fa'a Samoa, or the Samoan way of doing things, roughly translated as the, the Samoan way, is this notion of alofa, and this notion of both giving love, but also receiving love. Receiving love from Atua, God, our creator, but also giving and receiving love with family, uh, Ainga, both uh, nuclear family and extended family. Uh, there really isn't a, a pure distinction in that regard in Samoa, but... Uh, because family's family, but also with uh, friends as well, and sharing uh, this gift of love that we get from the Most High, uh, sharing that love with others uh, that are in our friendship circles. And so love really forms the, the, the main element or force that binds together the other three elements and the five introductory themes. And so with respect to the music, the music was written and created in such a way so that it connected with the contents of the book through the theoretical model. So as you listen to different songs on the EP, you can think about and feel and sense the different connections that are made to things like geography, cultural practices, ancestry, one's own family, how a person develops their identity, in addition to belief in God and humility, service to family, village, community, and country, being on your hustle, and then lastly, but certainly not leastly, uh, the notion of alofa, the notion of love. 
And so those songs on that album, uh, in many ways, represent the beginnings of the journey for me in going back to Samoa and reconnecting with my mom and my family in Samoa. And uh, in some instances, the music started off with just a melody. Uh, there was no notion about the writing of a book or the writing of a dissertation or a graduate program, but more than anything else, they started off with a simple melody. And that melody and the vibration of that melody carries over time and has carried me and my family um, to a brighter future, a future with greater hope and a future with greater love and aspiration for the next day and the thankfulness for the current day. And so uh, it's been very affirming and very, uh, how can I put it? just very fulfilling, a fulfilling feeling of connectedness um, with family, uh, which finds itself, in my case, in my family, we find our family everywhere. Uh, Indiana, Washington, D.C., Wisconsin, Minnesota, Utah, uh, California, uh, Washington, Hawaii, Samoa, Australia, New Zealand, uh, so very thankful for all of the family that are spread like uh, so many tehuila seeds. Tehuila is a is a flower native to Samoa, and uh, we're spread throughout the throughout the South Pacific and throughout the mainland. So it's it's a beautiful thing. I got to tell you, it's been quite a journey, and I'm incredibly thankful and grateful to God and to family for the opportunity to have been uh, reconnected and connected with family in, in so many different ways. And so really the book and the music, to kind of sum up a long statement, really bring together those critical aspects of both my experience, but the experiences of others, and others being leaders from my family, from the Talavo clan. And uh, yeah, it's been beautiful. It's been very, very, very good. A very good thing. So uh, in addition to the music in the book, uh, I'd love to bring in different speakers and bring in different guests, both musical guests, writers, authors, uh, content experts, educators, anyone that really has uh, ideas that they would like to share. I'd like to make this a creative space and a free space where people can connect with one another across all those different areas in which we draw lines of difference and uh, just generally create an open area for people to express creatively who they are. I think that when spaces of freedom are created, and I, I lean into the former educator and author Maxine Green with this, going back to uh, my doctoral program with St. Thomas, I think that when people creatively express who they are in a space as their authentic selves, they effectively create other space for people to do the same. Um, and it's a freeing up or a, a, a freeing up of the space uh, through creativity that uh, really uh, I'm looking to provide with this series of podcasts. Um, I, I'll bring in some folks who you may not just, you may not agree with, you might find, you may find some of their opinions and ideas and thoughts and feelings about a particular subject or topic to not be in alignment with what you believe or what you know or what you've experienced. Uh, but 
part of the project is to have those conversations and not shy away from exposing and sharing who we are authentically as human beings and knowing that despite our differences, we can still be uh, in alignment with each other through our gift of love and our receiving of love. And so in that regard, this is really a, a show about and a program that will find you uh, connecting with people from different backgrounds. And I think that's a positive thing. Um, I've been blessed with many fine relationships with people from all different walks of life. And uh, I think those connections that I have uh, will, be, will be born out in the program in ways that help to uh, help us to learn, help you to learn, help uh, me to grow, help you to grow, and help us to develop in our best selves. Um, my partner and wife, Michael, always says, live your best life. And so I look at this program as an opportunity for me and for you and those that are listening to live their best life through the connections made across the borders of difference, uh, across the borders of the border towns, as some have said in the past. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, the edges are where adaptation occurs at the uh, highest frequency and highest level of an intensity of, uh, of feeling and thinking and acting and being. And so part of what I'll do is I'll bring people in and I'll ask them some pointed questions and ask them their opinions on various things and see what they have to say. So that kind of sets up the, the program. Uh, a little bit about me, a little bit about my background. I think I've been able to provide some of that. And um, I've also been able to share with you a little bit about the purposing, the why of the program, and how we plan to, uh, how we plan to uh, bring other folks in and interview them and hopefully uh, have some rich and fulfilling discussions about a variety of topics that relate to life love, leadership, education, politics, uh, and pretty much anything that, that we think is important to us in terms of developing ourselves and developing communities into stronger and more authentic versions of what we are today. So I think that's enough for now. <laughs> it's kind of a, a, a stream of consciousness of comments. I didn't have any of it prepared. I When I started the podcast out, I Gave it a couple of tests and dry runs and just wanted to see how it uh, how it fit uh, with, the, with the process because I've not done this before. But um, I think that's enough for this very first podcast. And my hope is to do at least one pod, pod, excuse me, podcast per week. Um, I, I can't guarantee that it's going to be every week, but I would like to ensure that uh, we're doing close to one per week. And maybe there will be occasions for us to be able to do more podcasts. Uh, to the extent possible, I'd like to integrate music. And so I think what I'll do is at the tail end of this, I'll outro with one of the songs from the album, Heart of the Matter. And uh, you can uh, you can listen to that as, as uh, we say goodbye for the day. So uh, thanks be to God. Thanks for listening. Uh, very much appreciate you taking time and making time to check out the 
Alofa Movement Podcast Series. This is podcast number one. My name is Leotawa Dr. John Peterson, and I hope you have uh, and know you will have a blessed and joy-filled day. All right, one love and uh, give thanks to the Most High. Peace out. It's good to see you again Surrounded by your people Surrounded by your friends But don't you think that I'm too far You know that you'll find me Right down at the bar, baby And won't you save a place for me I'll only stay for a while And then just let you be But won't you save a place for me Love is blind, it's only It's only you I see I say love is blind, but baby It's only you I see Love is blind, it's only you I see It's good to see you out on the street You're laughing and singing and dancing With all that you meet But don't you think that I'm too Won't you save a place for me? I'll only stay for a while And then just let you be Won't you save a place for me? Love is blind, it's only It's only you I see I'd say love is blind, but baby It's only you I say love.